Hey, David. Yo. Have you been living in your loungewear for the past few years and you're in need of some new high quality and stylish clothing? I literally feel like I've been living in rags. Now, what if I told you our friends at Diameter Apparel have got you covered? Their unique and sophisticated polos will keep you looking sharp, whether it's for the golf course or attending an evening dinner party. No way. Their Canadian-made, fully sublimated performance jerseys are super comfortable, and they will keep you cool while playing your favorite sport, taking first place with your squad, or even while you're working out. I, for one, love my three-quarter zip. It's lightweight and feels great even on the disc golf course. But Sean, where can I find out what they have? You can check out their latest designs by visiting diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com. exciting episode of the scene on screen podcast and all i can get out of my head or in my head right now is run up that hill because i've watched this what is that season four of stranger things uh another time it's been a it's been a wild ride but of course i've got myself i've got my good friend david yo and i've got everybody's favorite podcast guest barbsy <laughs> hello is, How is are he you? the is he the favorite podcast de- guest because so far he's like our only consistent one <laughs> yeah, well, we, we should like, really crave it by default. We should really state that Max is more of a co-host now on a a, a fairly consistent basis. It's just yeah, he's like a whatever. wart that keeps coming back. I will take well, that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> sure like one so. that doesn't really bother you like enough to really deal with it, but right. after a while, like you're just like, okay, I'm sick of this, and then it just shows up on your foot. Like three months later. So so you I'm, should I'm take cool it as that. a compliment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the reason I say this is because we had a co-host on our Meeple show that I would always say in our in our intro and our good friend Owen and David would be so mad every time because I wouldn't <laughs> refer to him as my good friend. And Max, I do truly believe you are one of my good friends and David, you as well. So yeah, everybody's good here, friends so... to Sean. It's cool. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Max, how are you? I haven't seen you in a few weeks. It was I know. A, a wonderful time seeing you the last time I saw you. Wonderful time seeing both of you. No, it was it was great. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, it's still very nice outside. It's hot. Uh, I try to not complain about the weather when it's like a scorcher because I save my weather complaints for the winter because I actually hate the winter. Uh, so I'm I'm doing good. You should nice. come up to Kenora. Yeah, we have really mild oh, winters up here. Jumanji. Really, Ooh. really mild winters up here. And the uh, the farmer's almanac, because that's a thing that a lot of people trust, is saying that it's going to be a very brutal winter for I think like parts of Ontario and parts of Quebec. Yeah, the northern. Oh, great. So we don't have to worry about it down here. We're in city centers. He's in bumfuck nowhere. Well, no, because I had the really bad winter this past year. So now it's all going down to you guys. It's like. I think that's how it works. I think so. Yeah. It's like the passing of the torch. I know. Max, last time I saw you, you were wearing green. Yes. Uh, What are you wearing today for all Um, of our listeners? For all the listeners who, uh, who cannot see (laughs) uh, you, 
You'd be correct in assuming that I am, once again, wearing green. Although not the same green that I wore at the wedding. No, that would be weird. <laughs> Imagine I just show up and I'm just wearing a suit on, the, on like... I- a random weekday I, night. I would be, I would be very impressed. You just sit down, you drop the briefcase. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like that internet trend where it's, it really only happens with fantasy football. But like people record their entrance to their fantasy football draft, and people are like getting out of their car, they grab their briefcase, they walk in, they play like the the Sunday night football <laughs> music. Have you not seen this? No, wait, it's excuse so, me. It's so ridiculous. I it's love, like I love the trip. idea. That's so funny. Right? It's like, these guys came to party. <laughs> Which is what we came to do tonight. Now, I, I actually thought about this while we were doing the intro. Now, the, the reason we are doing our cash, and crap, our cash or crap episode today is because of a suggestion we got through Max's Instagram. Yes. Um, um, who are we doing? So, we are doing, because I'm, I'm not sure who it was who recommended it, because it was posted from like, you know those things, it was like the, there was one... It's like the like bathroom wall or something like that, where you can just write an anonymous message and post it to someone. They basically brought that back, and I think it was called "Not Gonna Lie." And someone asked if we could do Jonah Hill, so we are doing good old Jonah Hill. Lube up your lips, because we're doing Jonah Hill tonight. <laughs> Lube up your lips and gyrate those hips on ninety-seven point <laughs> six, the lake. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this while the intro rolled. The other thing that makes it super funny that we are doing Jonah Hill is all of us attended the same bachelor party, my bachelor party. It was a lot of fun, but it got Wait, a little you got hot. married. Yeah, it got a little hot <laughs> the Saturday afternoon. And when all the boys needed to cool off for a bit in the air conditioning, what movie did we watch? One of the greatest movies of all time. And we are going to talk about that movie very soon. But White the chicks. bachelor... No, that was at night. <laughs> we watched Superbad in the middle of the afternoon Chocolate when it was man. too hot to be outside. Yeah. It was I honestly was hadn't seen Superbad in so long yeah. since before that. So Yeah. Honestly, and I know Max is the same way with like Step Brothers. But like I don't think I can go like a three month stand like maybe three months without seeing either like multiple movies on this list. Like there is some comfort food movies here. And I didn't realize it until I was making our list today how much I love these movies. This is going to be very hard to talk me into some crap. Gentlemen. Yeah, no, it's you're absolutely right, and I, I feel the exact same way. Well, remember, folks, these opinions are that of our own, and if you know anything about the Seen on Screen podcasts, our opinions are the correct ones. So fuck all <laughs> yes. y'all if you disagree with us. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to get this started. Now, um, to preface this, we understand that Jonah Hill kind of came on the scene all at once. But there's a lot of movies that Jonah did that we're going to talk about throughout the episode that may not have been roles which he was top billed. And we call top billing on this show anything in the top four. Because if he's in the top three, we add the third person in to make it an even four so we know who's all in the movies. So without further ado, gentlemen... Obviously, we've named this movie Cash every single time it's come up, and it has to be Cash continuously. The only reason I put this on the list is because of his cameo, but Jonah Hill, one of his very first roles ever, was in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. I was going to say, why is this even on the list? Because like, he's <laughs> literally in it for like 30 seconds. But it so was like, I think it was like the first time that we all like were introduced to him. 
yeah like but hold on is is casher crap turning into cameos as well no because paul rudd would have won that already this is true but i'll let it slide this time (laughs) definitely got to break away from the the same group of actors because it's like are you friends with seth rogan we're doing a casher how ryan reynolds got in here in the first place i have no idea um, I just I wanted to mention the forty year old virgin because I had to. the The fact that he was an eBay customer that wanted to buy shoes with dead fish in them, but he didn't understand how it worked, was one of the greatest bits of te- like technology comedy for such a young actor at the time. It was very well done. Like everybody, like, I who think, is this guy? I think what made it so funny is because he played so dumb. Yeah. Well, not even dumb. Like the concept of that store is so stupid, <laughs> but he's just like, I just, I want these shoes now. Like I want to take them from here to my house. And she's like, no, no, you have to actually bid on eBay for them. Like it's just such a stupid concept. So <laughs> it, it wasn't that he was dumb. It was that the concept was dumb and he was just kind of like in disbelief of this, the whole concept of that store. Oh. And that's, I think what also makes it super interesting, right? Like it's a, it's, it's a movie that when you watched it, you would have had no idea who Jonah Hill was. Like there's nobody, especially of our age group who sat there and watched that movie in theaters and was like, Oh my God, that's Jonah Hill. Some people would have been like, man, that was the weird looking guy from I heart Huckabees, but like, that's it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we really can't talk about that movie, but the first real movie on the list I'd say this movie's cash just for Jonah Hill's scene alone. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, I, I actually can't believe can't I missed... really think of what his scene is in this one. In which? Grandma's boy? In Grandma's boy. He was like the it, friend. He was, yeah, <laughs> he, he, was he works with, uh, he's like one of the main character's friends. Alan Covert, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. No, that's what I thought. But he, I just su- he sucks on his like first a... booby at the party for, thir- right. for 13 yeah, hours. 13 hours, yeah, that's right. I remember that. This movie itself is just, it is so good. And it's one of those movies that people have either seen it or they haven't. Yeah. I guess like most movies, right? But I, I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's one of those movies that if you've seen it, you you think it's amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, I haven't met a single person who did not like Grandma's Boy. There is no way that you can watch the scene where JP is like hiding in the wall. And then he goes, you're fucking weird, man. And then JP just goes, how did he see me? Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I'm yeah, laughing right now. There's no way you could not laugh at that scene. And we've all had <laughs> friends like JP and yeah. other people in those movies, right? Like, so that's, true. I think what makes that movie so good is because when we were growing up, all right, well, I guess we're still growing up. We're all young at heart. <laughs> but right around that time, like, we were pretty big into the video games and stuff like that. So that aspect of that movie really resonated with us. But then it had a lot more kind of like mature jokes and stuff like that that made it stand out. Yeah. But uh, I remember just saying like I thinking I had friends that were like JP. I had friends that were like uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Swardson's character. That <laughs> oh, so is it is a race? <laughs> your bed's a race car. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking sweet, sweet car. <laughs> so funny. Uh, like when he's playing uh, DDR for the first time, he's like, "You're breaking the game." He's like, "Oh man, like." That's the first time I ever played that. Did I do good? Like, did, did I break it? <laughs> did I break it? So funny. But no, this movie 100% is cash. I watch this movie like at least once a year. 
So, <laughs> it's, yeah. idea, gentlemen. We need a siren. We need a noise. We need a special effect. This special effect is for very special movies only. Cult classics. Because if you get a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% audience score, you've got a cult classic. You we need something you, that, like, with, like, a crash through a, a wall and be like, cash money. Like, yeah. <laughs> big deal or no deal energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'll make something up for the next cash or crash. <laughs> cash. So we're calling cash for grandma's boy. Oh, easily. absolutely. I like it. I like it. We're starting off strong, Jonas. Starting off strong. I think that now. 15% on Rotten Tomatoes is 15% of people that did not like it. Yeah. Um, in 2006, he also did Click, where he played Adam Sandler at 17 years old. I mean, that movie was just... I remember being really sad at that movie. Yeah. It got really emotional, like, too emotional. Like, I, I'm just here to have a good time, you know? I don't want to yeah. have, like, a fucking crisis in the in a movie theater. Will you still love me in the morning? Forever and ever, baby. Uh-oh. What, what movie is this? What movie are Click. Click where he, he finds the remote control. Oh, with the remote that, control, yeah. yeah. Changes his life. Part, the best part of that is where, like, where he pauses his boss and then just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, for whatever reason, just got Click and Bedtime Stories mixed up in my head. Oh, I forgot about Bedtime Stories. Does he die in Click? I think he like almost stories? does. In, it's, it's Click where he almost dies. Heck, he might all, almost die in Bedtime Stories, too. I haven't seen Bedtime Stories, so I, I can't confirm. But It's actually not bad. It's like an Adam Sandler comedy fantasy. It's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I think Russell Brand is in that. Probably. It seems like it's kind of spooky. Yeah. Unrelated topic. Russell Brand's adaptation of Arthur, very good. Very, very good. Like Great Arthur movie. the Aardvark? Like, like no, the, Arthur, the PBS like the, show? The, the Childish Millionaire. I, I know he made the version of it, but I, I haven't seen it. Very good. Um, back to Mr. Hill. His first big role was accepted with Justin Long, Blake Lively, and I want to say Adam Hirschman, Louis Black. I grew I grew up on this movie. Like This was the movie that before Step Brothers was out, it was accepted for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin really? Long was like, is, is great. The whole plot i think is very funny as well just like the idea of making like a fake university for people who couldn't get into university it's just like it was a it was a big sign of the times movie mm-hmm. you know like early 2000s like that kind of that kind of style um but yeah i love this movie i haven't yes, i actually haven't seen it line. in a while but uh i i love it ask me about my winner <laughs> sherman schrader that's the one when he like figures out what the acronym for South Harmon in, uh, Institute for Technology is, like, yeah, we're the shit sandwiches. The shit's <laughs> yeah. unbelievably like well written, <laughs> super funny, and like Justin Long. We should not take away from the fact that he was at his peak then, right? Like I think that was just after Dodgeball or just before I th- Dodgeball. I think I think just, I think just no, I think just after because I think Accepted came out like what year? What year was it? Two thousand and six. And I think Dodgeball was 2004 or 2000. Man, Justin was... Long's IMDb oh, yeah. is nuts. Justin, holy Dodgeball 2004, yeah, because he did Waiting in 2005. Oh right, Waiting, love that movie. Did that really terrible Herbie movie? 
Um, and this is a weird uh, little side note that I actually have never watched Gotham, but the, um, and this will make sense in a second. This guy in Accepted who played Abernathy Darwin Dumwit, also known as ADD, uh, he ended up playing, I believe it was the Penguin on Gotham. So good. So good. Because I remember when Gotham, before Gotham even started, I was like, I saw a trailer for it and I saw the guy and I was like, wait, I was like, that's Abernathy Darwin Dumwit from Accepted. Crazy. Now- my question for you, gentlemen, because obviously we've already listed this as cra- cash. I don't even think we have to vote, which is kind of getting out of hand. If you attended South Harmon Institute of Technology, what class would you want to go to? There were ta- so many of them. I would take creative writing or whatever the whatever the creative like mind easing class was. That's the one I would do daydreaming 101 <laughs> yeah i think rory ends up teaching like a just like a meditation class the woodworking class is so funny too <laughs> i would uh, want to do the one where i could start uh blow shit up with my mind oh yeah <laughs> he blows his car up even, at the end i, I just remembered know. see i told you i could do it <laughs> wow yeah that movie was that movie was great he was also very funny. The guy who blew up the car. He was very funny. And I believe the movie was called Sydney White. Oh, like yes. Ad- with, with Amanda Bynes. Yeah. Modern adaptation of Snow White. It was really good. Yes. That movie had Lewis Black in it. And that was one of the few movies that had like a comedian where the comedian was playing an actor, but it was still the comedian, right? Like he was still doing his, his like, comedy was still the way that he did his stand-up bit yes yeah um my dad like absolutely loved lewis black and uh so he did watch this movie and thought it was like ridiculous except for the lewis black parts which is, doesn't make any sense but no a movie is great and um college was nothing like this movie right <laughs> <laughs> but we um, wanted it to be mm-hmm. i did miss this movie on the list but i want to bring it up uh, he was also. Oh no, I'm going in the correct order. Never mind. Sorry. Knocked up is next. Knocked <laughs> up as Jonah is next. He wasn't Jonah Hill. He was just Ben's friend Jonah, who worked on his pervy website. I honestly I haven't watched this movie in forever. The more we talk about it, the more I want to fire it in. But also, like, I've seen this is forty more recently than Knocked Up and like from what we've discovered one of our last ones with paul rudd on casual crap on the scene on screen podcast this is 50 is coming out soon and i'm kind of like excited to watch the trilogy of the movies when it all happens i think that'll be really fun i i I think so it might have been you who told me a while ago that they were doing this is 50 but i totally forgot that that was a thing that is happening yeah i can't wait to see what the last 10 years of judd apatow's life looks like on screen mm-hmm. with Paul Rudd nailing his wife and hanging out with his daughters, which has got to be the weirdest thing. Like, Hey, you're going to play me, but not me, but me now don't kiss my wife too hard. I want to go see Spider-Man. I was just thinking Great. of that scene. <laughs> it's like the first thing that I always think of yeah. knocked up too. Um, the movie that I did. So knocked up is still cash. I, I would, I would keep it as cash. You know what? I would I would agree. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I remember not really like being super crazy about it when it came out. Like I think I watched it like 
once mm-hmm. since it came out, but it's not a movie that has really stood stood out as something that was like, oh my god, I need to watch this movie again. Yeah. If you want to see something really trippy, watch the trailer. Because your recounting and your remembering of that movie versus the trailer are two very different experiences. Now, is it because the trailer has a lot of stuff that's not in the movie? I think which Knocked is actually Up a, holds a, a very strong piece of nostalgia for a lot of people. Whether you've seen it in the last year or the last five years, you saw this while you were like going through high school or just entering mm-hmm. high school. You saw this yeah. in your like formative years. But I'm I'm old enough, and I know David is, like this movie came out while we were out of high school or like just finishing high school. Mm-hmm. So we know this movie as like, oh my God, this is like American Pie level raunchiness. There's going to yeah. be like this kind of stuff. But you watch back the trailer and you're like, damn, why did I want to see this movie in the first place? Because I don't know if you'd watch that trailer and you'd be like, I want to see this movie. Seeing the movie, I know it's cash, but like it's got one of those trailers that's kind of not appealing. Plus, Catherine Heigl's kind of cuckoo bananas now. So, <laughs> I think people were excited because it was like Seth Rogen's first like major role, and I think mm-hmm. people were like, "Oh, like that's the guy from like Forty Year Old Virgin who played the really funny friend," and now he's getting the spotlight. Like this could be fun. Yeah, and it, I don't know, I. I, I will always love Knocked Up. I will always put it on a cash pedestal. But for a new moviecomer, like that's not a movie that holds. Hmm. I will I will straight up I'm say gonna... that it's like a lot different. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna well, go back saying, I'm gonna go back and, and rewatch the, the trailer. I'm I mean, not ju- I'm not gonna say it's crap, but like you definitely get a different feeling when you watch the trailer. Guys, we could all just collectively agree to say crap on this one just for like just for a little bit of spice, a little bit of zest. All right, it's crap. I'm it's I'm crap. highlighting it red. Fuck it, I'm down. Can All I right. uh, can I offer you guys a quick sidebar for a second? Yeah, sure. So I was out with some friends. So we were talking about movies that didn't hold up, and a friend of mine brought up the fact that they had to watch DVDs when uh, the massive Rogers outage happened a few weeks ago, and they brought up Weekend at Bernie's. Apparently, this movie does not hold up and is not funny to the point they threw the DVD out. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's to find out if it's true, but they were like, it was the biggest waste of an hour and a half. That has well, nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I have if to we tell could, you. If we could get around like the legalities of it, I would love to be able to do like watch parties where we watch movies and just like determine on whether or not it's actually a good movie you got to dual stream it so what you do is you stream it then you flip it and you broadcast it on twitch so it's mirrored and you just watch the movie backwards but forwards at the same time <laughs> and with the spanish audio hola senor okay <laughs> now if this movie goes crap i'm quitting the show super bad michael Sarah, seth rogan christopher mintz Pla- uh, plas or plus a i think it's plassy Plassy. I was saying Plass for a long time, like Christopher Mintz Plass, but appa- apparently that is wrong. He's kick-ass. <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with this movie. There will never be anything wrong with this movie. This is this movie... one of the first movies with Michael Sarah? No, um... Michael Sarah did some stuff before. Yeah, um, like the, like this was like was this one of the first big movies with him though? Yeah, he was he was an upcoming Canadian actor. Yeah, because I think 
No, I think Scott Pilgrim came out a little bit after Super Bad, if I'm not mistaken. We could do a whole episode. Yeah, Super Bad was his first. He did a bunch of like TV series and stuff like that before that, but Super Bad, and then he did Juno, the same year, and then Scott Pilgrim versus the World was 2010. So yeah, this was like his first uh, one of his first movies. Which is actually kind of crazy when you think about it, because a lot of these actors had like cameos in other movies. Yeah. Right. But Michael Sarah, this was his like he did TVs and stuff like that. And then he went into this like cult classic film now. Yeah, he uh, but yeah, is Superbad considered a cult classic? Because cult classics are usually heavily skewed based off of fan favorite tism versus yeah i i think it was i think it was like equally enjoyed by both critics and audience yeah based off of based off of the current score it's both equal 87 percent from critic and audience that's that's a good score it's impossible to hate this movie if you hate this movie you probably hate one of the actors and that's why you don't want to watch (laughs) then you then you hate us yeah Well, you say it's impossible to hate this movie, but 13% of people that have given it <laughs> ratings dislike this movie. Yeah. How dare it? they? That's yeah. 13% of the people you don't want to break bread with. Those are 13% of the people that we don't want to listen to this podcast. No, we, we love you all. I'm just we joking. Want you all we love you all. <laughs> but, like, but, but seriously, how, like, I don't know. This movie is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Somebody will always say, like, hey, will you scratch my back? And you know what's coming. <laughs> Is you is that your favorite quote? What what are bo- I want I want to know both of your favorite quotes from this movie, and I will tell you mine. Um, if I were to be, that's tough. I love the throwaway line at the beginning of the movie, where he's like, "Oh, I can't believe you got to suck your mom's tits all the time." He's like, "Yeah, well, at least you got to suck your dad's dick." I thought that like it was so perfectly timed. It might be the best line in the whole movie. It was a good movie. Uh, sorry, it was a good line. <laughs> I mean, it is a good I'm, movie too, but... Like, they're rushing through my head. Like, do you know how many times I say chicka chicka yeah without <laughs> realizing I've said chicka chicka yeah? The whole McLovin bit, like, it's still so funny, but at the time, that was like an iconic movement in the world. Everybody was was talking about McLovin. Or, or when Seth is telling the home ec teacher, like, it's a fucking bullshit class. Like, no offense, but like, come on. I have to, I'm just I have to here. wash and dry dishes. I'm like a single mother. Spring breaks in one month. Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry for cursing. <laughs> so good. How about you, David? What's your favorite line? Uh, one of them is uh, prepared to be fucked by the long dick of the law. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so obnoxious. But other than that, you know, it's it is the classic, you know. Uh, you know, you scratch our backs, we'll scratch yours. <laughs> you know, well, Jules, the funny thing about my back is that it's located <laughs> on my cock. <laughs> Iconic. Line. What's it like having? What's it like to have a gun? It's like having two cocks. If one of your cocks could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> I I gotta say, I think there's a tie for my favorites because the first one is when he's buying the when he's buying the alcohol. And McLovin's buying the alcohol and he goes, been drinking that stuff for years. <laughs> Heard they recently added more hops to it. That line kills me. 
<laughs> and the other one, oh man, I just had it. Oh yeah, and the other one is when Joan Hill's like, "We're going to college. Like, I want to. I, I, we should be the Iron Chef of Pounding Vaj." <laughs> that line is great. There, there's a Jonah Hill line like in the middle of the movie where he's fantasizing about buying liquor, and he's like, to the old lady, he's like, "Have fun with the rest of your old days," and she's like, "Have fun, fucking jewels." I will. <laughs> I will. I, I think what's funnier than that scene is the first one when when the security guard is like, "Don't do it, kid." And he just goes, "I never had a choice." <laughs> he fucking slits his throat with the fucking glass. <laughs> Super Time, bad. Timeless. Timeless movie. Super bad. Cash, <laughs> money, all day. All day! I've been watching some New Girl. Can you tell? Alright, what's next? Oh, all day! Man, that's a great uh, great TV show. Uh, Strange Wilderness, 2008. I had to re-look up this movie because I did not remember it. But 2008 was a weird time. For Jonah, because he did Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, and he did Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was, uh, I think he played the the role of a waiter, which somehow became Get Him to the Greek. And then we ended up with Strange Wilderness. Do you remember this movie? I have never heard of this movie. Yeah, I I briefly recall it. I I just, I don't remember enough about it. Can I, can I be honest? This movie, I think, is massively underrated. Really? I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember the first time I watched it. Because when I saw the trailer, I was like, I feel like this movie is going to be like really good. But like, some, I don't know. I feel like not a lot of people will be into it. And when I saw it, I thought it was so, it was so weird. It was such a weird movie, but it still had like the comedy, like comedic styling of like, you know, super bad and movies like that walk hard. Like it had the same kind of humor, but it was just a very strange concept. And like, they literally kill Bigfoot. <laughs> like that's what happens in the movie. Spoiler alert. But I mean, it, it's, it's, it's been out long enough. Um, it does have a lot of Sandler's like mainstays, right? It's a happy yeah. Madison film, right? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. got a lot of cast from um, the same cast from grandma's boy. Yes. Yes. Very true. A lot, a lot of crossover. Yeah. Kevin Heffernan from the Super Troopers, Peter Dante from every Adam Sandler movie ever, and Grandma's Boy, <laughs> and Grandma's Boy, um, Harry Hamlin, good cast. Jeff and Garland was in this. Steve Zahn is the is the main guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. him and Justin Long. Oh right, Justin Long. Yeah. Um, no, just like a very strange movie. <laughs> strange Wilderness, strange movie. Um, but it was actually like I very much enjoyed this movie. I I don't know if it still like holds up because I honestly like I think I mentioned it's, it's been it's been a long time since I've seen it. But uh, it is, from what I recall, a very enjoyable movie. So it's so, it's cash for me. I don't remember a lot of it, so unfortunately I have to put crap. I'm sorry. I, well, like, I, I, I want to give do it. We another have try. to select crap. Is it? Is there not a different? Like, we, didn't we, have have an, an, we didn't have an indifferent because we can no longer tie. Oh. So, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> that was part of I the I haven't gimmick. seen this movie. I haven't seen this movie, so, so I can't give it's, it a cash. It's crap. Okay. No, no, no. That's yeah. I, I understand. Max will never come on another show because he's upset. Yeah, right. but this no, is my uh, last show. <laughs> to, 
True, truthfully <laughs> speaking, and this has happened to some of the other movies that we've done. If one of us hasn't seen it and the other person votes away from it, it just kind of slips away. This one, I'm going to be interested to see what your takes are. Funny people. Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, Leslie Mann. Is this the one where Seth Rogen has cancer? Adam Sandler is the one with cancer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This movie was far too way long. too long that, for yes, comedy. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's a funny movie. It's like a fairly serious comedy. But the one thing about it, it is way too long. Yeah. It's two and a half hours long for yeah. a comedy, especially a 2009 comedy when in 2009, the only movies that were two and a half hours long were like sci-fis and action movies. Yeah. Right. Comedies always kind of and comedies, even dra- some dramas were close to the two hour mark. But for the most part, comedies, dramas and like thrillers and horror movies were all an hour and a half. Yeah. And then this movie came out and holy shit, it's two and a half hours long. And and I remember people who saw this movie, the length took away from the movie itself, right? Because it got to the point where like, I feel like this movie should have ended a half hour ago and it's it's still got another hour to go. Wasn't part of the issue, the fact that they tried to fit like a bunch of stand-up comedy in the movie? Yeah. So they were like, like it could have been an hour and a half, but they had like three stand-up sets inside this movie, just built weirdly. I'd like to see a cut of this movie without the stand-up comedy bits and see if it takes away from the movie and if it makes it better because it's shorter. I think it would take away a lot because half the part was like him learning how to become a stand-up comedian from um like Sandler's character, right? Mm-hmm. So I th- I don't I don't know. Here's I- the thing. Here's what I'm going to say which actually is something that I, I just remembered. Not only so the the one thing that actually saved this movie for me was that it's, it's so weird that they made a funnier die mini series with Aziz Ansari's character from this movie, oh, whose name yeah. is Randy with eight yeah, A's. Randy. And those videos, it's like three, I think there's like three like episodes. I'm, I'm air quoting as I say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think they're like 10 or 15 minutes long. Um, they are hysterical. And I didn't even remember when someone showed me the actual miniseries, I was like, Oh, this is so funny. And they're like, yeah, it's like from funny people. Like, this is, like, his character. I was like, oh, I was like, what? Like, I totally forgot about that movie. And it made me, like, weirdly appreciate the movie a little bit more. But it's still too long. Oh, yeah. Like, Did it, know? though? Because Aziz Asari is still not that, like, the whole Randy thing, it was funny in there. And I, I saw those, like, short things that they did. But it's something that they did so much that it just beat the character to death. Right? A little like, bit. But I... I don't know. I lo- I love. I think Aziz Ansari is very funny. So that's just. I, I'll always. I, I don't dis. I I don't disagree, but I just think sometimes it's not like, like uh, what's it called? The one with the 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 dog, Family Guy, where <laughs> where they take a joke and they just keep doing it yeah. so that it stops being funny, but they keep doing it for so long that it becomes funny again. Like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. <laughs> Or mm-hmm. when he like stubs his knee. Yeah. <sighs> right. So the whole Randy thing, it was funny at first, but then after a while it just became obnoxious. 
Mm. Right. So I just felt that after a while, I was like, okay, well, we're just seeing the same thing over and over again. And then his stand up comedy as well started doing that, that too. So he started bringing this, his character into his stand up. Right. So now and... this is just a, a hate piece on Aziz. Okay. <laughs> um, for, for what it's worth, I think funny people might've been ahead of its time and a little bit long. Like I had the same feeling watching bat, like the new Batman movie that I did with funny people. Like I wanted to go to the bathroom. I was like, yeah, oh, I, I need that. to get up. And then I was like, Oh, I'm at home and I could pause the TV. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I would I would say it's cash based on. Actually, you know what? I can't. I really can't. Yeah, I would I... say for the actors in it, the money it made. And I know that's not a huge factor, but like fifty one million dollars for Sandler, Rogan and Leslie Mann. That's 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 money that you spent trying to make this movie. You made it two and a half hours. It's not Apatow's best work. Sorry, I'm going to go with crap. It's honestly, yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, I appreciate Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, Leslie Mann, love them all. It's too long and it's not worthy of its runtime. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with crap as well. I Jonah think Hill's spent... character was like kind of throwaway for most of it, right? Yeah, I don't I even remember his about... character. <laughs> I think they spent about twenty point four million dollars too much per hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Uh yeah, I'm going to say crap because I, I watched that movie once and all I can remember from that movie is that it's too long and it's too long to even really care to rewatch it. So I was going to say that I don't think I've seen it a second time. I don't think I've and either. Maybe that's part of the problem. But maybe. I think maybe the problem is the movie. Yeah. <laughs> so the next movie on our list uh, that we like... 2010, another huge run for Jonah Hill. How to Train Your Dragon. He's friends with Jay Prichel, so obviously you got to do a voice cameo. Megamind, he was the villain in Megamind, or one of the villains, with, I think, Clooney? No, was Brad Clooney Pitt. Was Clooney the bad guy? I think it was Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt? Yes, he was Brad Pitt. Jonah Hill was Titan. He was the sidekick. The guy with, like, uh, the red spandex. And he also did a tiny little movie called Get Him to the Greek. That made $60 million and it starred Russell Brand. And I didn't write any other actors because I wasn't thinking. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, it's it really is about Russell Brand and Jonah Hill. But Rose Byrne is in it. Um, Cole Meany is in it. He plays Aldous Snow's dad. Um, Elizabeth Moss, right? Elizabeth Moss, he has Jonah Hill's girlfriend. Um, P. Pink Diddy. was in it? P- yeah, Pink. Um, you know who has, like, I guess it would be considered a cameo, but he wasn't really that well-known at the time. Um, Nick Miller from New Girl, Jake Johnson. Yeah. He's the guy who has and, to throw his phone out of the office. <laughs> and A.C. Slater. Mr. Mario Lopez himself. <laughs> Um, I find it funny because I know this character was created off um, forgetting Sarah Marshall, right? Yeah. Like all the snow. Uh, but Jonah Hill was in that movie as a like an, a waiter. Yes, and I know. It's like, oh, we totally forgot that this happened, but awesome. Like, let's make it happen. I'm not sure what the goal was there because I feel like it would have made it even funnier if it was the guy because Aldous Snow hates him so much in forgetting Sarah Marshall. So it'd be funny if it's like down the line, like this is how their paths cross again. 
but it's like at the end like in the beginning it could be like he's still bothered with him because it's like oh this is the guy in hawaii who like wouldn't leave me alone uh but I now he's like right um so yeah i'm not i'm not sure why they didn't continue with the same character i think the character from that he played in game to the greek was still great but i feel like there would have been like more i feel like it would have been funny to play off of each other if it was the same guy from forgetting sarah marshall i'd agree yeah doesn't stop me from loving the movie huge... though i love See, it i was gonna go the opposite i was not a huge fan of this movie i don't know if it was just russell brand at the time and i was just kind of like whatever but it wasn't really a movie for me and like i think i've only seen it once or twice maybe it'll grow on me have you some time did, did you like forgetting sarah marshall i did i really enjoyed okay. that movie interesting um yeah no i i think under the greek is so great very quotable the jeffrey scene is like one of the funniest things i've ever seen in my life p diddy is like weirdly hilarious in this movie as well um like he did not have to go that hard and, and be that funny for the role but like he did and like i think i think it made the movie that much better yeah he this was also kind of like russell brand's peak right he did get him to the Greek. He did forgetting Sarah Marshall. He did Arthur. He did rock of ages. Then he just disappeared. And then he did a lot of voice acting. Yeah. I think, I think forgetting Sarah Marshall was probably the one that like really put him on the map. Um, and this was like the cherry on top. Yeah. And it's... marrying Katy Perry while she wrote an elephant helped. Oh, right. Right. I forgot they were married. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh David. no, David! Now I know how you feel every time I say there's a movie I haven't seen that I definitely should have seen. <laughs> Nobody like, just went on for like for five minutes, and then and then I'm just like, yeah, uh, I have no David. idea what you're talking about. So for David, no. argument's sake, <laughs> I can't I can't give it a cash. I'm so sorry, Max. I want to so bad. Okay. Um, the next movie I could be enticed to give it a cash, and by that I mean like I'll to- I'll totally give it a cash. We are talking Moneyball. Brad Pitt, Robin Wright, Philip Seymour Hoffman, our man Jonah Hill, Chris Pratt. Oh, he doesn't have the audio clip lined up. Well, Sorry, David. I didn't know that he was in this. He was He's Scott so cool. <laughs> he was Scott Hatterberg. Wait, I did haven't you see this movie? Did either. you go through the cast and not mention Brad Pitt? No, I said Pitt first. Did you say Pitt first? Okay, I must have missed it. <laughs> I was yeah. like, did this guy just name every other character except for Billy Bean? <laughs> I actually have never seen this movie, so I don't know how good it is. I hear it's David. Okay. Really, it's one that's, of the, like, that's back to back, man. That's two strikes right there. <laughs> yeah, well, how many have you not seen in our in our history? Um, you know what? That doesn't matter right now because this is the Jonah Hill episode, <laughs> and that's what matters. Okay. Yeah, the people wanted this, and they got it. Well, the, um, the person the person wanted this, and he got it. He or she. Thank you, anonymous or, person. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, Moneyball. Let's talk for a second. It was Academy Award nominated. I don't think it won anything, though. Um, no, I don't think so. But it did get a couple nominations, from what I recall. Yeah. It didn't win anything because it's a sports movie. That's also true. Um, awards. Let's just see if Moneyball won any awards. It won a Critics' Choice Award. Um, I don't think it won too much. It, uh, it won an African American Film Critics Association Award interesting it for a song it won the song the show by carrie dorsey 
Uh, oh, it got Best Actor Brad Pitt, Best Adapted uh, Screenplay from the Chicago Film Critics. Where are the Oscars? Let's get to those. Pretty sure Jonah Hill, he got Best Supporting Actor. He did. He was nominated. For he was not, sorry, yeah, he was nominated. Um, it it won a TFC, ooh. Toronto Film Critics Association Award, for Best Screenplay. It did not win an Academy Award, though, apparently. It was nominated in seven categories. Yeah, because Hollywood hates baseball. <laughs> it's, it's very true. Everybody but hates it, Oakland. <laughs> it won Critics' Choice Awards. Yeah. It won Best Music TV Spot. Whatever the hell that Interesting. is. Um, I, I think this movie's great. I think Jonah Hill was also great in this movie. Um, Fantastic. Because, like... There was a part of me when I first saw, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, oh, it's like Jonah Hill, like kind of a serious role. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. But watching it, like he, he, he played it like a natural, which I thought was really good because I was worried that I was going to be like taken out of the movie because I'm so used to seeing, to seeing him like in all the stoner comedies. And I'm like, oh, like when's he going to pull out a joint and get high? Yeah. <laughs> when's like, when's he, he going to stop talking about baseball and start smoking weed? He released three movies in a TV series in 2011. So that man was busy. He did Moneyball, he did The Sitter, and he did a TV series called Alan Gregory. The Sitter was not a good movie. It was a bad movie. It did not even make our list. The trailer looked good, but the movie sucked. Yeah. Moneyball, on the other hand, fantastic. David, you have some homework to do. Because when we do sports (laughs) movies, cash or crap, I can't be the only one who watched everything. (laughs) Moneyball's a cash for me. 100% 100% I agree with you wholeheartedly. The next movie is one of my... I'm going to say it's crap. Fuck you. <laughs> I wa- if I'm sick, and like, I-, I will pull this out from when I had COVID a few months ago, I watched both of these movies back to back. They are my feel-good movies. They are the movies that just make me feel like laughter and happiness, and it's just great. 21 Jump Street. We obviously don't do sequels here. That's the rules of cash or crap. So we have to base it off the first one. But 21 Jump Street was a surprise for so many people because they were rebooting a very classic franchise for a lot of our parents. A Johnny Depp TV show. This film, to me, is like one of my, like, I I love it for warm, fuzzy feelings. I need a good laugh. Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum, the best bromance you could possibly have and it, it's like it follows such a like tropey story right like it's just mm. the same thing like oh they're friends and then they get separated because of work but then they fall in love again it's a true bromance movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It truly is david's gonna be like i haven't seen this <laughs> i uh don't don't I you dare I haven't, I haven't seen this movie Really? Wait, hold on. I'm joking. Obviously, I've seen this okay. movie. It's so funny. My favorite part is like when they're Oof. tripping on drugs, and the <laughs> the gym teacher catches them, and like he's like, "What? What are you doing? Stop that!" Put, put, your, put, like, your, tongue. put your tongue. Put your tongue back in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like grabbing and trying to put it in his mouth. Oh, that gets me every time. <laughs> when he comes in and kicks the drum set, fuck <laughs> <you>. <laughs> and then fuck you, science. Yeah, no, that movie's great. Captain hey, Marvel's in this movie. She is. Is she? Yeah. And so is the girl from the office that tries to cheat, uh, make Jim cheat. Uh, Kathy. Kathy, really? Who should? Wait, who yep. does she play? She's the girl in the limo, 
and uh, Channing Tatum's kind of like character is like, you're really, really hot, but I got to go. And they push her out of the limo. Oh, that's Kathy from The Office? Yeah, that's Kathy from The Office. Wow, good catch. I got to go back and rewatch this movie. And then it's like, you shot my dick off. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, and then I forgot Johnny Depp is in the movie and they kill him. (laughs) When they're in the park at the very beginning of the first movie, (laughs) and they're just like, I'll beat you off with both hands. (laughs) I will say, though, 22 Jump Street, when it does happen, that scene. You know that movie already happened, right? Yeah, but like, (laughs) we're not talking talking about the sequel. I wish they were going to do it. I I truly wish they did a 23, but obviously they made the joke at the end that they weren't going to. No, what are you talking about? They showed posters of all the the following Jump Street movies. It's true. (laughs) Best scene in both movies. Hands down unequivocally is matched to two different things one where the captain or um when Janko finds out that schmidt fucked the captain's daughter yeah and he puts it all together but the scene just before that where they're at the lunch on (laughs) how you doing doug (laughs) (laughs) give me some vegetables i said give me some fucking (laughs) that was a great twist that i did not think of I remember being shocked watching that in the theaters. So good. We get the guy some water. Holy fuck. <laughs> I think I think 21 Jump Street was amazing <laughs> for for rebooting uh the the series even though they just turned like turned the, a TV show into a movie. Mm-hmm. But then they took what made 21 Jump Street great and then just expanded on it for the sequel. But then also made fun of the fact that it is literally the exact same yeah. movie. <laughs> well, oh yeah, when they pull up to the church and they're like, "Oh, then it's like coming soon, twenty three Jump Street," because the church is closed and they walked across the street. Yeah, yeah, it's such a clever joke. I, I can't stop laughing at. <laughs> Can we get this man some bucket of water, please? That whole scene. I think the exact line after that is, "He's black. He's been through a lot." Yeah. <laughs> He fucking throws the chicken. Oh my god. I forgot. I haven't seen 22 in a while. I forgot how funny that scene is. Oh my god. Whew. So Cash? Cash. Yeah. We gotta get this show rolling. We still have like no. six movies left before we uh we gotta call it a night. Um I already marked it as cash by accident, but I wanna <laughs> talk about it anyways. This is the end is also one of those movies yeah. that just you, you can't say anything bad about because it's a bad movie. It's a bad, great movie. <laughs> it's instant it is, cash for me if I'm if I'm being honest. It is what happens when Seth Rogen and his friends get really high and they pitch a movie. And at one point in the movie, they pitch Pineapple Express 2 while they're getting high. <laughs> this movie is brilliant. Jonah Hill is I I would argue the funniest part of the entire movie <laughs> my Jay favorite quote the house fly <laughs> there, oh, there's a, he has a lot of great quotes in the movie but my favorite is <laughs> there were lots of fatalities <laughs> <laughs> danny mcbride is like jonah you're a fucking academy award nominated actor like sell it he goes there were a lot of fatalities like, damn <laughs> that was actually really good <laughs> bang bang you're dead also great <laughs> 
Bang. Um, Bang. <laughs> one of my favorite parts in that movie, and it, like it's so meaningless at the time, is like when Craig Robinson says he tried to save Aziz, but he literally pushed him into the <laughs> hole. <laughs> yeah. I tried to save Aziz. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Great. I think I think what made some of this movie great is all of the cameos from other yeah you know musicians and actors and stuff like that right because it took this movie from being just a fictional story to being you know situated in the real world yeah right like you know how like some of these movies like they kind of break that fourth wall by having another actor or someone come in there you're like oh my god like they're referencing something that is happening right now in our world, but they're in a fictional, this is the same thing, but they have all of these other famous people. And then we get to see them die in random (laughs) grotesque ways. Right. Michael Sarah. Yeah. I was going to say, does this smell like Coke to you? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. When he's like yelling at everybody for the cell phone. He's like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so embarrassed. In a fucking phone. So give me a fucking phone. The the best factual thing that ever came out of that movie was the fact that he asked if he could slap Rihanna's ass. And Rihanna was like, if you do, I get to slap you in the face. And he said, bet. Yeah. So they rolled the camera. He slapped Rihanna's ass. And then she smoked him. She really did. It, this, movie, this movie is cash for me. Like, hands oh, down. A thousand percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatest movie of all time. Just kidding. I I also do like that we stayed away from Franco just as a whole. Good job, guys. Good job. He's a little problematic these days. Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Hold on. James Franco's problematic these days? Yeah, we don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah. Seth Rogen refuses to work with him until he cleans up his act. I legitimately have no idea what's going on, but we'll discuss this later. You guys can, you can guys can learn me a thing or two later. Sounds good. Sounds. sounds Um, Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. Now here's the thing. This is a very long movie, but it doesn't feel long. You know why? Because it's not a comedy. Holy shit. This is a three hour movie. It's a three hour movie. Oh my God. It's like three hours and two minutes. But you know what? I expect that from Leo. Yeah, these days. no, Leo, Leo's great, right. and honestly, Jonah Hill was was fantastic in this movie. But like, Leo was, was yeah. like, "Holy shit, this guy's." This was, was this was the movie that everyone was like, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win an Oscar for this, and then and he, he didn't. He didn't. It was yeah. stolen from him. You know, I I remember watching this movie, not really knowing much about it. Just I heard like it was a really good movie, uh, and I ended up watching it one day. And I was like, it was, it was like you said, it, it's a long movie, but I didn't feel it because it's so well done. And the acting and everything is, is so perfect that the movie could probably be four hours and yeah. you wouldn't even realize it. Right. Because it just, it's, it, it is literally a cinematic masterpiece. Um, and yeah, this is where kind of Jonah Hill took more of a serious role. Yeah. I'd agree with that. It still had comedic elements, but overall it's definitely more on the serious side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part right of that is Moneyball, because... Moneyball, they were riding the like nominations for both actors. Yeah. And this is based off of more of a true story, right? So I think that is 
why it has a like a more of a serious tone because they're trying to dramatize a story of what like this guy doing the what is it short what's it called like shorting stocks something like that something like that i don't know numbers right? so it, it's literally just like based off of some boring financial story where somebody went to jail right? right but they turned it into a movie and made it compelling made it interesting but this is like i said this is one of jonah hill's first more serious roles and it showed that he is capable of being a serious actor right because for the longest time he was one of these <laughs> actors like kind of like seth rogan and um all these other actors within those types of movies and stuff like that where they're just kind of cast as these comedy only actors yeah and sometimes when they break out into doing more serious dramas like it doesn't really work but jonah hill really did prove that he is capable of playing both in comedies and more dramatic serious roles and being a believable actor or character in those those stories wouldn't you argue though that Moneyball really started that off for him? Like that was two I never years watched prior. it, so I can't say. Uh, no, I I would agree, Sean. There's a like Jonah Hill was also like that was his second supporting actor nomination in two years. Pretty impressive. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. For him, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he's a bad actor, but like the quality of some of his movies aren't like we've gone kind of through it based off opinion, right? So I, I'd, I'd assume we're all at the cash level there. Yeah, I would go with cash. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the most controversial movie on the list. I kept a lot of animated <laughs> stuff off here, including the Lego movie. Because he was only the Green Lantern. And David will tell this story every single time. But Seth Rogen... Sean and I went to see wait. this movie <laughs> in theaters. And I remember Sean walking... We were walking out of there and Sean hated this movie. <laughs> he thought it was like a piece of crap. <laughs> And then he I watched saw, it again. Like, he watched it like three more times in theaters. <laughs> no, I only saw it twice in theaters. Oh, twice in theaters. And then you kept watching it after at home or something like that. But now you love this movie. So we're talking about Sausage Party. It is the wildest. It's like it's it's only 50% liked by the audience. It made $97 million. So it had to do something right. But man, you want to talk about a fucked up animated film? <laughs> that, that movie is yeah. fucked up. Mm-hmm. It was wild. I know a lot of people who've seen it and like usually like those Seth Rogen kind of movies, but they saw this and they were like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. And I genuinely did not enjoy it. Me, on the other hand, I thought this movie was hilarious and I genuinely did enjoy it. Yeah, if it was off first impressions, I would have said crap. But this movie is a cash movie. I enjoy yeah. watching it. I think it's so funny. And because I've really gotten to appreciate Seth Rogen and like um, Nick Kroll's relationship and how they write (laughs) together and stuff. And like Nick Kroll's like comedic timing. I know it's a cartoon and you can't really see him acted out, but like you can tell Nick Kroll's delivery of lines is so good. No, he's, he's great. Cash. Cash for me. Cash. David doesn't get to vote. Um, I did vote. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, next up, we have War Dogs. But, Miles like, Teller. Oh, sorry. Go on. Go on. Oh, I was going to say Miles Teller, Anna de Armas, and Steve Lance. I didn't know Anna de Armas. Was, I've never seen this movie, if I'm being honest. This was 
this was before her like breakout with like knives out yeah knives out was like the big one for her i yeah i saw i remember like hearing about this movie and i was like that looks interesting i don't really like miles teller though interesting because like he's kind of hit or miss for me Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. like i thought he was great in whiplash yeah whiplash is great terrible in fantastic four he was great in 21 and over never saw that either oh see you would like that movie i think you would really enjoy that movie but he was amazing in top gun oh right he's in i forgot he's in that um this movie is great if you haven't seen it it's kind of like one of those offshoot tom cruise like tom cruise isn't in this movie but to explain what this movie really is it's like it's literally a drug movie that you would see tom cruise probably do but instead it's jonah hill and he put on a ton of weight for this this film it's i think it's loosely based on a true story it is yeah i said that before i read it on the imdb page so sorry um it is about people who kind of laundered money through the pentagon to sell weapons interesting i feel like when i see this movie i feel like i will enjoy it but since i have not seen it i can't properly give this movie a cash rating because it that is, is uh, fair yeah that would i i it wouldn't it wouldn't be right of me i haven't seen it i would say go in with the mind of you think um, jonah hill um, and miles thanks. teller are going to be funny but it's more of a like a serious adaptation of a movie. There's some funny parts, don't get me wrong, but it's like all yeah. over the place. Yeah, I I did really enjoy this movie, so I'm gonna say it's cash. Did we watch it together? I don't think so. I just remember either talking about it right after or like seeing it. I think we watched it around. I think we watched it around the same time. I don't know. Maybe we did. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we do know. a lot of things together. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't worry. He won't get far on foot. I haven't seen this one either. I honest. watched the trailer for this. I thought it kind of looked interesting, but I'm not a huge fan of Joaquin Phoenix. I just, I find him to be kind of a dry actor. And you look at the cast and you're like, okay, Joaquin Phoenix, Jack Black could be funny. And then you're like Rooney Mara. So you got the serious, the serious of the two Mara sisters. What are we really getting into? I plan on watching it, but I can't rate it, unfortunately, because I I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. The trailer was mildly interesting, but it just didn't seem like the kind of movie I would like super get into. So it's on the rocky path to sobriety after a life-changing accident. John Callahan discovers the healing power of art. Kind of reminds me of... Did you ever see the Jake Johnson movie, Ride the Eagle? No, but I've heard of that, though. It's a great movie. I can't remember what streaming service it's on, but you should check it out. It stars um, him and the girl who played Janet in uh, A Good Place. Uh, Place. Darcy Darcy Carden. Darcy Carden and J.K. Simmons is in the movie. Oh, nice. Okay. I believe. And Susan Sarandon plays his mom. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So it's a really good movie. It's like a, it's one of those film festival types, kind of like this one, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. See, this I don't know. I've never seen this movie, but I can if you look at like who wrote the story, there is one, two, three, four people that wrote the story. But do you know the difference between the and sign and 
A and D when it comes to like writers and and people like producing films. What no. does Matt Damon say to Ben Affleck? Is it and or ampersand? Because I've always wondered. I don't know. Well, that's the whole joke? joke, right? Well, the whole joke is Ben Affleck put his name on Goodwill Hunting, and Matt Damon wrote the whole movie, right? Okay. So, so I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. I have. I'd have to look that up. But if it's uh, ampersand, it means that okay. So I'll, I'll, if it's A and D, it means that those two people wrote it together. Okay. But then if it's an ampersand, that means that someone else took over the writing. Oh, interesting. Right. So this movie, based off of the story, there was two people that started writing the story, and then someone else took over writing the story, and then someone else afterwards took over writing the story. So generally, when a, I, and I don't know how well this movie is, what about fifty-seven percent? Yeah, just under sixty yeah. percent mm-hmm. for Rotten Tomatoes. So, when a movie has multiple people that are taking over writing, I've noticed that the the story becomes a little more convoluted and me- messed up because, or mixed up because you have multiple people with different writing styles, different storytelling styles, and 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 it doesn't always jive to create a coherent story. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times when a movie doesn't do very well in, in uh, the theaters or whatever, if you look at who wrote it and a lot of the times I've noticed that it's multiple people have taken over writing the stories or at least writing the screenplay. That's interesting. I'm going to keep an eye out for that now. I didn't know that. That's really cool to know. Do you guys want to do our final movie? Let's do it. I freaking love this movie. The pandemic was a hard time for all, and specifically Jonah Hill, who didn't act for a long period of time. But this movie came out called Don't Look Up, starring every Hollywood powerhouse actor you could possibly think of, and it was thrown onto Netflix. This movie, in no particular order, had Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, also, underrated joke from 22 Jump Street. You said we had Kate Blanchett with the budget when it was supposed to be carte blanche. Very funny Django <laughs> joke. Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Kid Cudi, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, big Michael cast. Chiklis, huge cast for Netflix. I remember when they first announced that this movie was happening, and I was like, that cast is insane. It's this movie is it's, it's an eerie. Adam McKay it's an Adam McKay movie, which usually means it's going to be fairly well written. It's going to have funny spots, but it's also gonna have like a pretty solid story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I reminisce on the time I watched this for the first time, this was a year into the pandemic, man. This came out when early 2021, I wanna I wanna say. No, no, it came uh, out. It came out in December of. It came twenty twenty one. No. Yeah, so December twenty twenty one. So yeah. just before this year. Yeah. So yeah. So like literally, eight months ago, we just yeah. lived through in Ontario. For those who are listening outside of Ontario, we just went through like a sixteen month shutdown, followed by like a three month opening, and then another three month shutdown. We had it rough here. And like places like California, New York State, kind of do whatever they want. This movie pretty, resonated pretty much the with, rest of the provinces in Canada, like well, everything like, opened all of up. All Canada was like, slower. 
Yeah. But I'm from Canada, eh? <laughs> they think I'm slow. The this movie hit home on so many things because like it wasn't about the pandemic. It was about an asteroid, but the whole idea was the asteroid was the pandemic. And people weren't listening to science. People weren't listening to politicians. Jonah Hill was hilarious in this movie. That's why we're talking about this movie. He played Meryl Streep's like idiot son. And it was Ooh. so good. Like, and the he president's was also, son. He was like, uh, he was the head of public relations or something like that. I, th- I think so, yeah. And he got left behind when his mother left the planet. <laughs> like she forgot him. But did you guys see the post credit scene? Yeah, where yeah. they end up in like Avatar Land and she dies. No, the the one after that. Oh, when he's like alone by himself yeah. in the rubble. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I I, if you haven't seen this movie, see it. It is this would be one I would consider a cult classic. Now I think the ratings for it doesn't really dictate that it could be a cult classic. Oh, maybe it does. Fifty five to seventy eight. So it's definitely split. Yeah. On the audience level, I think I, I, I thought wonder, this movie was great. I thought it was great too. I really enjoyed it. I think maybe people just didn't really because it was a Netflix movie. Um, it didn't have the advertisements that it that big movies like this, like with this number of actors and these famous actors, it didn't have the advertisement that they normally get for movies of this magnitude. So it might not have reached out to as big of an audience or people just watch it and didn't really vote on it because it's a Netflix movie, right? Yeah, 100%. Now, the final tally for the movies we talked about was 11 to 5, Cash versus Crap. I think it's fairly safe to say, Jonah Hill, Cash in the Bank. It's not bad. It's not bad. I kind of hope to see some more range from him in the future. I wouldn't mind a 23 Jump Street. Or something like ridiculous. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I no. still would really like to see a super bad two or super badder where they have kids going to college. No, no, no. It's not super badder, Sean. It's called super bad. Right. Super bad. <laughs> two lander. Two ben lander. Stiller. We're doing Ben Stiller next, I think. Why not? Not opposed to that at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm not opposed to a good time all the time. So, gents, that's pretty much it. Do you have any final comments about Jonah Hill, his movies? I, all I'm going to say is I'm going to rewatch Accepted this weekend because that movie, that movie's the shit. Get it? South Harmon Institute of Technology. I love yeah. the callback. Um, did you guys ever see his show with Emma Stone? I watched Netflix the first Maniac? couple episodes. Maniac, yeah. Uh, that was uh, deep. It was very deep. I, I need to finish it because it's definitely up my alley. What is this? He has a movie coming out with Adam Sandler. Ooh. What? Was that Adam Sandler in that movie? It's called You called? People. Oh, yeah. It's in post-production, right? Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Adam Sandler, Lou, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, David Duchovny. That's a pretty Andrea good cast. Savage. Yeah. Rhea Perlman. Rhea, Except Rhea? it kind of sounds stupid. Follows the new couple and their families who find themselves examining modern love and family dynamics amidst clashing cultures, social expectations, and generational differences. It's like a freaking coming of age story for adults. Sandler's not in the movie. He's just on a random trailer that played at the exact same time I opened it. Interesting. But 
in, yeah, definitely interesting. It looks like he's yeah. getting back to his like adult comedy kind of ways. So we'll see Maybe. how it goes. We don't so know if it's a comedy. The actors we'll tell me to, it is. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, I guess we'll get a trailer at some point. Mm-hmm. Guess we'll have to see it on screen. What? So, speaking of seeing on screen, before we go, we are going to be at the Christie Lake Summer Sizzler this weekend. We're excited to be there. We're going to be throwing discs with people. We have some really cool bag tags for people out there as well. Max and uh, David have their bag tags or keychains or whatever you want to call them. We love the support that you guys have been giving us. We're super excited to be out there with you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you see us out on the course, tell us your favorite Jonah Hill movie. I think that'll be a really good time. And I'll tell you that David's opinion is always better than everybody else. Ah, <laughs> Right? <laughs> so and you know what? If you want other actors, like because we can only think of a few actors because we have <laughs> limited... From the same li- group of people. <laughs> from the same group of people. If uh, there's other cash or crap uh, ideas that you guys have, send them our way because we are always down for doing well, like we did what summer blockbusters. What if we do something like horror movies and stuff like that, you know, things like that. We don't even have to do specific actors. We can do whatever you guys want. Let us know. Yes. Let us know or let Max know because he was the one who found the user who wanted Jonah Hill in the first place. (laughs) And we're very thankful to you. Phantom listener, whoever you are, whomever, (laughs) wherever you are. (laughs) <laughs> they tweeted it from a toilet. They're like, yeah, Jonah Hill. I was just taking a shit. I thought this could be a good idea. Don't you guys normally tweet when you're taking shits? Exclusively. Exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. For myself, for Max, and David. He's so cool. We want to thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. Are you in charge of running a tournament or an event for a large group? Do you own a small business and need some custom gear? Well, Diameter Apparel can provide you with help from start to finish, creating, designing, and supplying you with a unique look that fits all your needs. To check out their latest designs or to find out more, visit diameterapparel.com. Again, that's diameterapparel.com.